Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Hey Ivy, I hope you had a great Christmas. I hope last year uh, was a fantastic year. I really hope that 2019 is going to be the best year. I hope you had a fantastic New Year celebration, whatever it was that you're doing, and I hope that you're looking forward to 2019 as much as I am. When I am happy to announce, Ivy's year of hope. See, I said it, I don't know if you noticed it, but I said it quite a few times before, a little bit of a clue there. We always have at Ivy a year of where at some point I kind of go away and get away with God and try and ask him, Lord, what, what's our year going to be marked for in the future? What's this year going to be marked for? And I love that 2018 was a year of prayer. And we had some great things to celebrate as an answers to prayer. We also had some hard things to come through and, and really was only through prayer, only through absolute dependence on God, we've been able to see some, um, some breakthrough and some changes in so many situations, there many which we continue to pray for that breakthrough in 2019, but we do that with hope because we can always have hope because we always have Jesus. Jesus is our future hope in our present tense. No matter how tense the present feels, we have got a future hope and that hope has a name and the hope we have put our, uh, the person we've put our trust in is Jesus Christ. God wants you to have high hopes in 2019. What is your hope for 2019? Do you have high hopes or low expectations? Fyodor Dostoevsky said, to live without hope is to cease to live. So it's been said, you know, you can live for however long, however many months without food or however many uh, days without water, but most of us just can't last very long at all without hope. It's like oxygen. It's something that we need to be able to live, to have hope. So do you have hope for the future? As you look at 2019 now opening up, do you have hope? I hope so, you might say. Well, that's okay, but as Christians, we can go further than I hope so about hope. We can go into I know so, because I know the one in whom I have put my hope in. I know who I'm trusting in for the future. So many people put their trust in all kinds of different things and their hopes in various things or even various people. I wonder what it is that you've been putting your hope uh, in and where you're going to choose to place it in, in 2019. It really matters where you put your hope. It really matters who and what you put your hope in. Some people, they, they put their hope in government. They put their hope in politicians. They hope uh, that in some way they're going to be able to give us all of the answers in, in some way. I think actually in some ways the more we drift away from God, the more we find ourselves putting our hope in various institutions or in people. But all of them are fallible. None of them are perfect. Nobody's got all of the answers. So that can end up being a vain hope. Some people uh, want to put their hope in 
money. Maybe if I get a lottery ticket or something and win it, or, or maybe if my boss gives me a raise, in all those ways, I can put my hope in, in money, and that will give me some sense of hope. But again, the Bible actually warns us. It says, warn those who are rich in this present age not to put their hope in wealth, which is actually really deceptive. That's the, th the problem with money. We, you know, when, when it's all coming great and we feel like we've got lots, then we can have hope. And then as soon as it goes, we lose our hope with it. If we, if we love money more than we love our purpose in life, then what we'll end up doing, if we're not careful, is when we feel like we've lost the money, we'll also lose our purpose and therefore we'll lose our direction. All these things, you see, can be false hopes, but Hebrews 6.19 says, we have this hope, there's a particular hope that we have in Jesus, as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. So you can have a hope that you could think, well, some people will put their hope in, in the bottom of a bottle of some kind that they're going to drink, or some people could put their hope uh, in a movie or entertainment in some way that will just cheer me up and make me feel like I've got a little bit of hope because I've watched a happy film or something. But all those things fade away. But we have a hope, the Bible says, as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. So when you think about an anchor, the, the early anchors, if you see like a boat, if you go to uh, on your holiday somewhere, you might just get a big old rock with a hole in it. And that's what used to be uh, from a small boat. You could just carry a rock with it, a, a, with a hole drilled through it, and they put a rope through it and throw it over the other side. Or, or a bag of rocks. Maybe you've seen those that they just throw over the side. But the bigger the ship, the bigger the, 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 um, the, the ship, the bigger the anchor that is needed for it. And so you'll see these things, you know, hanging off some cruise liner or some big tanker that have just got a great big, I'm drawing this wonderfully, I know, a great big anchor that will hold. And that anchor needs hooks. It needs something to, to hook into. The best anchors have got these are bigger and better and stronger and they hook into something really, really deep so that they can hold firm and secure. What have you got as a hope that is firm and secure? See, why do we need an anchor in the first place? Why would a boat need an anchor? Well, an anchor for a boat will help when the water is calm, you put the anchor down anyway, because otherwise the boat will drift. Sometimes in life, if everything just seems to be going fine, everything's okay, if I'm not careful, I can take my eyes off God, I can put my hope in other things, and then suddenly I realise I've drifted. I've gone further away from God because of the things that I've put my hope in instead of Him. And another, of course, another reason that they're going to throw the anchor out is in a storm. In the middle of a storm, if you put the anchor out, that's going to stop the pitch and roll. It's going to stop you feeling like everything's completely out of control. And there will be times, there have been times, we've come through particular storms and it seemed like everything's going all over the place. That's when you need an anchor. You need an anchor in 2019 so that no matter how dark, no matter how desperate the situation seems, no matter how much the wind is blowing in your face and you're, and you're soaked and you don't know what to do and you're freezing cold, the Bible says we have this hope as an anchor. Our God is the God of all hope. So if you haven't got any hope this year as you look to it, go to God. Go to God and get some hope. And this hope isn't wishful thinking. It isn't optimism. It goes way beyond optimism. I'm an optimist by nature. I generally always going to look for the bright side and, and, and what and the can-do kind of person. But you know, this isn't like some little orphan Annie in, that, in the musical singing the sun will come out tomorrow. Because what if it doesn't? What if tomorrow is just as dark as today? That's when you need a better hope than just optimism. 
There's a famous book called Good to Great, a business book. Jim Collins writes it, and he talks about something called the Stockdale Paradox. This was um, a, a, a very highly decorated American officer who was put in the Hanoi Hilton in the Vietnam War. Uh, this Jim Stockdale Admiral, he was uh, brutalized, he was tortured, he was starved. He had all these terrible things happen to him while he was a prisoner of war. And uh, they asked him afterwards, who died? You know, you managed to make it through this terrible time. Who, you know, who died first? And he said, oh, actually, it was the pessimists who died first. They just pretty much got into the hopeless situation and felt hopeless. The next ones to die were the optimists. And people said, why was that? And he said, well, they were the people who said, it's all going to be okay in a few weeks' time or it'll all be okay by Christmas. And then a few weeks passed, or Christmas came and went, and they were still stuck in the same place. And so effectively they gave up on life as a result of that. He said the only people who made it through, people like him, the only reason they made it through is because of two things. He said they were able to confront the brutal facts of their present reality, and yet not give up hope that it would be okay. We make that choice all the time as Christians and we have reason for hope today because of Jesus and who he has been yesterday, today and forever. He is always the same. He's the one that we can fully put our trust in no matter what happens for the future today. We will never face a hopeless situation when we are face to face with Jesus Christ. And I, I just love one of the prayers that the Apostle Paul prays. Romans 15 verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow the amplified version says bubble over with hope by the power of the spirit that's what i mean when we're talking about christian hope erwin mcmanus says this kind of hope lifts us out of the rubble of our failures our pain and our fear to rise above what at one point seemed unsurmountable our ability to endure, to persevere, to overcome is fueled by this one seemingly innocuous ingredient called hope. Last year, many times I personally and we as a church kept going back to a particular passage in John's Gospel where Lazarus, um, in John chapter 11, Lazarus died. You're probably familiar with the story. Uh, this is a time of, of obviously of death, of bereavement, of, of um, mourning, of confusion. And in the middle of all of that, the question that's raised by those who are left behind is, where was God? Where were you, God? when that happened. I'm not going to go through the whole of the story, I encourage you to read it again to encourage you, but in verse 23, when Jesus finally arrives on the scene, and for people it seems like it's, maybe it's too late and why weren't you here when we most needed you, Jesus arrived at Bethany, it says, and he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days, and, uh, and it was only a few miles away, but Jesus had come and he visited it, and Martha came out to him and she said this, Lord, if only you had been here, it's like, where were you? My brother would not have died, but listen to this, but even now, those two words make all the difference. Even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. She's still got a little bit of hope somehow. Even now, that's what hope says. Even now, Jesus, you're here. Even now, I believe you can still do something. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Now she takes that as a statement of just some theological abstract, but actually this is, this is theological truth that will give her hope today. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everybody else rises at the last day. She's putting it off into some time in the future. But Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. It's like, hope is here now because I am here now. Anyone who believes in me will live 
even after dying, and everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I've always believed that you're the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. See, what happens through this conversation and then later by Jesus going and calling Lazarus out from the grave is all to prove that he's somebody that if we put our hope and our trust and our faith in him, even now, there will always be hope because in 2019, if you have Jesus, you always have hope with you. No matter what you go through, no matter how dark it seems, that the light of the world is there with us to be able to guide us and bring us through into hope. And we're going to be starting a series next week looking at one of the great Bible characters, Joseph. You know, the technical dream coat guy and how uh, his story with all of its ups and downs in that there were so many even now there were so many moments when God stepped in so many times when it seemed hopeless but it wasn't hopeless because he knew that the Lord was with him even now so you can be full of hope today and I can be full of hope today as 2019 opens this is Ivy's year of hope it's a year full of hope it's going to be brilliant so may the God of all hope fill you with hope today even now and may he bless you in 2019 with this gift of hope thanks for listening for more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.